everybody. Welcome in to the first episode of Noble Takes, a fantasy football podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. Let's get this thing kicked off right away. First and foremost, I just want to talk about what is my goal for this podcast. My goal, above all else, is that I want to help put you guys in a winning position in your fantasy leagues. I can't win your league for you. You can't win your league for you. Whether we like to admit it or not, uh, this game, it it does have a decent amount of luck involved. Uh, But I'm going to do everything that I can to help get you in a position. It's going to help you win your leagues. I'm going to help you get to the playoffs to the very best that I can. You know, this is a, a wonderful, wonderful hobby. It brings people together. Uh, I know in a bunch of my leagues, I, I talk to people in the fall. More often than I talk to them throughout the rest of the year because we're in a fantasy football league together. Um, so let's have fun together. Let's make this a community that's fun and promotes healthy competition together. Uh, I'm going to try my best to do two episodes a week, uh, but my only ask is that just be gracious with me as I try to figure this out. I'm about to have a baby in November, so things are going to change a lot for my life. Um, and I'm just going to do the best that I can to get episodes out. I'll try to do two, but probably one, and there might be a, a week or two where I don't do any. So just be gracious with me. I'll always put out opportunities for you guys to submit your questions as well, whether it's on Instagram, Twitter, or directly to Spotify. You can ask questions there. Please ask as many questions as you as you like. Uh, I'll answer as many as I can. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Noblest Bear. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, it's the same at the noblest bear. So let's get into it. Let's get in to episode one draft advice. That's the title of this episode. Just draft advice. Pretty simple. Um, there's a, the next two weekends are the biggest draft weekends of the year. Uh, this coming weekend, i quite frankly today, this is coming out on Friday. So today I'm recording on a Thursday, but it's coming out tomorrow, August 25th, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tons of drafts are going to be happening. And then the same is true for the following weekend. That's These are the biggest two draft weekends of the year. So you need to be well prepared for your draft. Uh, before we get into this, here's some vocabulary. Maybe you're new to fantasy or new to taking fantasy seriously. I've got some vocabulary, some um, things that I want you to be aware of that I'm going to say, probably going to say a lot during this episode. One of the phrases is ADP. It's an acronym for Average Draft Position. Uh, there's different ADPs, average draft positions, based on the platform that you use, whether that's ESPN, Yahoo, CBS, NFL, or my favorite, Sleeper. If you're not on Sleeper, try to push your commissioner to move to Sleeper. It is the best fantasy platform there is. Um, each of those platforms has their own ADP. But it's important for you to know that ADP stands for average draft position, which basically means Justin Jefferson, the best wide receiver in the NFL, his average draft position right now is the one first round first pick 101. That is his ADP one. Um, and then the same would go for Nick Chubb. His ADP would be nine. He's usually the ninth to 12th player coming off the board. Another phrase that's important to know is ECR. That stands for expert consensus ranking. There's a website called fantasypros.com. Fantasy pros is awesome. Highly recommend them. There are people that this is their full-time job to do fantasy. And every single week on a weekly basis, they go to fantasypros.com. They submit their weekly rankings and they have a system that makes a consensus of all of the professionals in this industry. It makes a consensus ranking list of all of those people that are submitting their rankings on a weekly basis. Right now, we're going to look at the ECR and fantasy pros for the preseason rankings uh, but just want to let you guys know that ECR stands for Expert Consensus Ranking. Um, QB1 is another phrase. QB1, RB1, Wide Receiver 1, 
uh, those all mean that those are going to be the top 12 players at that position. Patrick Mahomes is a QB one. Josh Allen is a QB one. Lamar Jackson is a QB one. Uh, other guys, Mac Jones, probably not a QB one. Uh, there's guys that are, I'm going to say QB one or RB one. The same is true for RB one, WC, WR one, wide receiver one versus the wide receiver one. If I'm, if I'm saying they're the wide receiver one, I'm saying they are going to be the best, the top finishing fantasy wide receiver on the year. And the same is true for running back and quarterback and tight end. And then the last phrase I want you to know, cause I might say this a lot, this episode specifically is onesie position. Onesie positions are quarterbacks and tight ends. You're only starting one of, one of them every single week in most leagues, unless you are in a super flex or two quarterback league um, where value is totally different for quarterbacks. And I won't touch on that this episode, but it is important to know that. But onesie positions, quarterbacks and tight ends. I'll talk more about onesie positions later, but when I reference onesie positions, I'm referencing quarterbacks and tight ends. This year, there are... Well, not just this year, every year, there's tons upon tons of different draft strategies that you can do. Uh, people call the hero running back strategy or the zero running back strategy, or some people even say the high T as in testosterone, high T strategy where you just take a ton of running backs. There's a ton of strategies. There's the early quarterback, the late quarterback, the early tight end, the late tight end, the late quarterback and late tight end. There's so many different strategies. We're going to stick with what I think is going to be the best running back strategy or the best draft strategy this year. And it's, it's the hero running back strategy. There is a ton of mid to late round running back value in drafts this year. It's different from previous years, especially last year where there was the running back value was all in the first round, all in first and second round. We kind of have this tendency in the, in the fantasy world to swing the pendulum back and forth. And now this year, there's not as much running back value in the first round. So that value is being pushed back. You're going to be able to get really, really good high volume. Volume just means players that are going to touch the ball a ton. Um, high volume running backs in rounds four to nine, which are those mid rounds and drafts. So I'm going to, I'm going to advise people to maybe take one really, really stud running back, your hero running back, and then stock up on wide receivers early. And then maybe even I would I would recommend target one of those onesie positions, quarterback, tight end, in the first five rounds. So at the, at the end of round five, you would have one running back, three wide receivers, qu- quarterback, or a tight end. So let's jump into it, the hero running back strategy. And you don't have to listen to me, but this is just when I've done my mock drafts and when I'm in my keeper league and when I'm in my dynasty leagues, what I'm seeing This is what's going to get you the most value, the most bang for your buck in your drafts. So in round one, I am aiming for a wide receiver that has potential to finish as the number one wide receiver on the year. Obviously, we know Justin Jefferson is one of those guys. We know Jamar Chase is one of those guys. We know Cooper Cup is one of those guys. But there's two, maybe three, I think there's two big ones that have potential to finish as the wide receiver one. Um, above those three guys that I said, and that's AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill. And I am, I'm going to throw in Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is fantastic, but all the stuff this off season about him not being content there worries me a little bit, not enough to not draft him. Um, but I'll throw in AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill <clears throat> and Stefan Diggs as three guys that I believe can finish as the wide receiver one. That's six names in round one. I hope that you would be able to get one of those six guys in the first round. If you can't get one of those six guys, 
I would go either for CD Lamb, um, who would be the next best wide receiver to me off that board. I would go for the best available running back. I'm assuming that Austin Eckler or Christian McCaffrey are off the board. I'm looking at Bijan or Nick Chubb. Bijan Robinson, the rookie in Atlanta, or Nick Chubb in Cleveland. So round one, I'm aiming for one of those top wide receivers that has potential to finish as the wide receiver one. Round two, I'm aiming for a super high volume running back. I've seen a lot of drafts where Nick Chubb is falling into the second round. And if you have an early second round pick, I am smashing that draft button on Nick Chubb every single time. Uh, Later into round two, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard. I love Tony Pollard this year. Tony Pollard is the only running back of significance in that Dallas uh, backfield right now. The other two are Rico Dowdle and Malik Davis. Tell me if you've ever heard those names before. Exactly. Tony Pollard is going to be a stud. I love Tony Pollard in the second round. I think he has potential to finish as a top five, maybe even top three guy behind Christian McCaffrey um, and a couple other people. Uh, If none of those guys are there, um, it's pretty unlucky, I'd say. Oh, I didn't mention Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs as well is in that list of high-volume running backs. I'm not super worried about him holding out. I think he would be a little stupid to say no to $10 million that's already on the table. I don't think he holds out. I think he takes the money and just has another high-volume year. If none of those four guys are there, I would say go for a stud wide receiver or if somehow, some way, Travis Kelsey has fallen to the second round, um, he won't, I'm gonna let you know now, don't get your hopes up. He, he will not fall to the second round, but if somehow, some way he has, you need to take Kelsey in the second round, every single chance that you get, he finished. If he was a wide receiver, he would have finished as the wide receiver five last year. And he is a tight end, a onesie position where you only start one of them a week. And the difference in points between Travis Kelsey and the, the tight end two last year, I think was 40 to 50 points between him and whoever was two last year. I don't even remember. It was that insignificant. He is a difference maker at the tight end position. If he falls in the second round, take him, but I'm not taking him in the first round. But other wide receivers to target, if those four running backs aren't there, if Travis Kelsey isn't there, I'm looking at Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddell, Chris Olave, and Devontae Adams. And I would, I think I would go in that order that I just said. <clears throat> Second year wide receivers historically are, are great for fantasy. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave are on that list. And then Amon Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Adams, all guys that have established their spot on their teams. But I really like Amon Ra and Garrett Wilson the most out of that list. So I would go round one, you're getting a wide receiver. Round two, trying your best to get a running back. If not, Kelsey. If not, Kelsey, one of those five wide receivers. And then we come to round three. Round three. I really think it's one of the most important picks of the draft. So I'm going to be super, super specific here for round three. If you are in the first picks one through six of round three, um, if you've got two wide receivers, I'm grabbing one of the few stud running backs remaining. Um, Najee Harris for Pittsburgh, Ramondre Stevenson. I'm not super worried about Ezekiel Elliott being there. He might still some goal line work, but I think Ramondre still gets the, the bulk of, of the work in the backfield for for um, the Patriots. So Najee Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, or Travis Etienne. Um, they have been really high on Travis Etienne out of Jacksonville this offseason. They talked him up. Their coach came out and said that he wants to run for 1,600, 1,700 yards. It's not going to happen, but it's really, really great when a coach talks up players like that. They drafted a day two running back, uh, Tank Bixby, in round three. He will get some work for sure. There's a lot of other weapons to feed, but I think Etienne will finish as a top 12 running back this year. So I would I would go, if you're in picks one through six in round three, 
Najee Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, or Travis Etienne. If you've already got a running back, that's if you have two wide receivers. If you've already got a running back, you went one wide receiver, then you got a running back in round two. In round three, I'm looking to add another wide receiver. Absolutely. Uh, Guys like DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, T. Higgins, and Devonta Smith. Uh, In that order, DK Metcalf, Debo, T. Higgins, Devonta Smith. I'm looking to add one of those guys to be just an absolute stud. Debo Samuel um, is amazing. He finished as the wide receiver two just two years ago. Uh, He had a bad season last season. He was hurt a little bit. Their quarterback situation was horrendous. Um, But I think Debo is going to have another great season. I'm looking to get DK or Debo to Higgins or Devonta in the third round if you've already got a running back and a wide receiver. But that's for picks one through six. Let's move for picks seven through 12 in round three. I start looking at one of those onesie positions. If you have picks seven through 12, I'm looking at either Jalen Hurts or Mark Andrews. If Jalen Hurts or Mark Andrews, if one of those guys has fallen to the back of the third round, I'm, I'm taking either one of them. If they're both there, it is up to you. Do you want a stud tight end or do you want a stud quarterback? Uh, I think I'd personally go Hurts over Andrews. But if one of those guys falls to the back of the third round, let's say you're sitting at the 307, 308, 309, I'm taking Mark Andrews or Jalen Hurts, and I'm pairing them with my two wide receivers that I have or my wide receiver and my running back. And now I've got a difference maker, potential to finish as the number one at their position on my team, Jalen Hurts, Mark Andrews. Uh, if they're not there, I'm going for one of the guys I mentioned earlier. Najee Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Travis Etienne, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, T. Higgins, Devonta Smith. And let's say you're at the end of the round, the 310, the 311, the 312. I, I'm willing to reach here because you've got to wait. You'll take your 310 or 311 and 312, or you'll have the 41, 42, 43. I'm willing in those six picks right there, I'm willing to reach on people that are not going to be there by the time my fifth round pick comes around. Guys like Jameer Gibbs, Aaron Jones, and Keenan Allen, I would I would reach and take I would reach for and take those guys a little bit above ADP because I think they're going to finish above their average draft position this year. Um, right now, according to ECR, um, let's find them. Jameer Gibbs is ranked as the 13th running back off the board. He is number 13. I think Jameer Gibbs finishes well ahead of running back 13. Um, so I'm willing to take him a little bit ahead of his ADP because I think he's going to finish better than it. Um, and the same goes for Aaron Jones and especially Keenan Allen. The Chargers have a new offensive coordinator that came from uh, the Dallas Cowboys, who was one of the pa- most pass-happy teams in the league last year. Uh, I think Justin Herbert has a great year, and I think Keenan Allen has a great year as well. So that's rounds one through three. Um, if you need to go back and listen to that, I know that was a lot, but go ahead and go back and listen to it if you need to. Let's jump into what we're going to call the mid rounds, rounds four through <clears throat> nine. The first three rounds are definitely, without a doubt, they're the most important rounds of your draft. That is the the core of your team. <clears throat> the identity of your team is built in your first three rounds. You get to decide if you're going wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, or maybe if you're targeting one of those onesie positions. But the mid-rounds, four through nine, I think this is really, well, I don't think, I know. This is where you're going to find guys who really are league winners. We see it year after year after year. There's always players in rounds four through nine 
who win people championships. Last year, it was guys like Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson, Tony Pollard, Jalen Waddell, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett. All of these guys were super, super crucial pieces to championship rosters last year, especially Josh Jacobs. If I remember correctly, I believe Josh Jacobs was going in round five, six, or seven, and that's a steal. Now he's going in round two or round three. Like There are guys in rounds four through nine every year that are going to help people lead, win league championships. So <clears throat> I'm going to go round by round, and I'm going to help you find your guys or find the guys that I think are going to help win championships that are going to be league winners this year. So round four. My favorite targets for round four are Joe Mixon, Cincinnati Bengals. He's had a lot of off-the-field trouble this year. But, man, I really think he's going to have another top 12 year where he finishes as a running back one. Uh, he's going to be great, and you can get him at a major, 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 major value. He should be going in the top three rounds, but he's in round four right now. Number two, Miles Sanders, again, traded to a new team. The Panthers love to run the football. We saw it last year where they had two complete no-name random guys run the football, and were awesome for fantasy football. Miles Sanders is a great running back, had a great year with Philadelphia last year, and he comes to the Panthers, who run the ball even more. I think he has a great year. And then also Calvin Ridley. Last time we saw Calvin Ridley on a football field, it's been two years. That is a little scary. It's a risk, but like I was saying, you got to take risky shots in the rounds four through nine. Calvin Ridley was a difference maker. He was one of the best wide receivers in football, and man, if you have not seen the clips of him on Twitter or Instagram of him just tearing the practice field up this offseason during training camp, he looks fantastic. So Calvin Ridley, I really, really like Calvin Ridley this year. I take him in round four every time if I can. And then the quarterback, uh, if, if Justin Fields is there in round four, specifically the towards the end of round four, uh, it is a little bit of a reach. But if Justin Fields is there in round four, I think I'm taking them every time. Um, if I have already taken a, a tight end in the first three rounds, if I took Mark Andrews or if I got lucky and took Kelsey in round two, I'm probably going to hold off on taking a quarterback until late. Um, I would only target one of those onesie positions in the first five rounds because running backs and wide receivers are so important. You put them in your flex, you, you start two of them each week at least. Uh, but if I don't have a quarterback or a tight end by round four, I'm willing to reach and take Justin Fields here. When we saw him last year after that offense figured itself out and the coaches kind of designed running plays for him, he was incredible. It was so good. He has a chance to finish as a top five quarterback this year. Moving into round five, again, another quarterback right off the bat. Same thing that I just said about Justin Fields. If you don't have a tight end in the first three rounds, I would take Justin Herbert. That offense is getting a major, major uh, system upgrade. Kellen Moore, the new offense coordinator from Dallas coming in. So, so, so many weapons. I'm looking at Justin Herbert in round five. Other guys, Damian Pierce, the only running back of, of significance in the Texans' backfield. Uh, this one's on here. I wrote this earlier, but this is really sad. We just got news that Jerry Judy uh, got carted off the field at practice today. He's on my list in round five, but uh, we should see what that news is, how, how significant that injury is. So he probably is not on this list anymore. Uh, another one for round five. It would be really, really fun to pair with Justin Fields. If you, if you get Justin Fields in the fourth to come right back and get the stack and DJ Moore. This is another little fun, little 
pro tip, stacking a quarterback and their number one target, their wide receiver or tight end is really, really fun because when they score a passing touchdown, instead of getting four points or six points, you get 10 or 12 points, depending on the scoring in your league. Uh, I really love the Justin Fields, DJ Moore stack this year. That's a lot of fun in back-to-back rounds four and five. And then the last one in round five, I'm targeting J.K. Dobbins running back for the Ravens. Again, I'm not really worried about his contract situation. He's had a rough few years. He knows he needs to get on the field and proves that he needs that he needs to earn that money. He should be back and get a full workload in Baltimore. Round six, a guy that will always, it seems like he will forever live in round six for the rest of his career until he retires. James Conner running back for the Arizona Cardinals. I think it's the exact same draft spot that he was last year. He is the only running back in that backfield. He's going to get a ton of work. He's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's going to outperform outperform his draft, his average draft position by a ton. He might finish as a running back one, probably finishes as a high end running back two in the 13, 14, 15 range. Uh, Rashad white in round six is a steal. The only running back in Tampa Bay getting significant work. He's a second-year player or third-year player. I can't remember. Uh, he's going to get a ton of work. He's going to catch the ball. They're going to be a bad offense more than likely, but he's the only running back there. He's he's the workhorse. Javante Williams in round six. Uh, when we saw Javante Williams healthy on a football field, he was a difference maker. He was awesome. He carried guys on his back about 20 yards down the field. Javante Williams was a highly, highly, highly sought after and highly scouted running back prospect coming into NFL and the ACL injury sucks. But if everything that they've been saying about him is true and he is recovering as well as he has been, or they say he has been, he should be great. And getting him in round six should be a steal. Um, another one kind of similar to James Conner. He kind of feels like he's always in this, this draft range and he always outperforms it. Wide receiver Tyler Lockett for the Seahawks. He's going to be great. They have Jackson Smith and Jigma there that they drafted in the first round. Uh, but he just got hurt. He probably won't be 100% for a while. And Tyler Lockett just, I don't think he's ever not played all 16, 17 games of the season. He'll be there. He'll be a stud. He'll catch a ton of balls. He'll get a ton of yards. He won't score a bunch of touchdowns, but especially in PPR leagues, Tyler Lockett is a steal. Round seven, maybe one of my favorite rounds in the entire draft this year, and probably my favorite draft target this year, I mean, outright, my favorite draft target, and I hate that I'm admitting that because I know that all of my league mates in my in my main league are going to come and listen to this podcast, and that probably means that I'm admitting that I'm not going to get him because he's going to get stolen from me. Um, but in round seven, my favorite target of the year, Darren Waller, tight end for the Giants. And this is where, this is the the first spot I'm willing to say if you took a quarterback early, if you got lucky and took a Jalen Hurts or a Justin Fields or a Justin Herbert, I, I'm willing to take Darren Waller in round seven. I think that's the correct value. Darren Waller is a difference maker. We've seen Darren Waller finish as a top two tight end before in his career. And now he goes to the Giants. They paid for him. They paid him a ton of money. He's there. And look at the receiver room. Who is in the receiver room? They've got a bunch of small, scrappy wide receivers and then we have the giant beast in Darren Waller. Uh, camp reports are awesome. Darren Waller has looked great. Daniel Jones is throwing the ball to Darren Waller all the time. I love Darren Waller. He might be my favorite pick in fantasy this year in round seven. I think he I think he has potential to outperform Travis Kelsey. Do I think he will? No. 
I don't. But I think he has potential to to do that. I think he could if things all fall in his way. I don't think he will, but I think he could. Other round seven targets, running back for the Bills, James Cook, a second-year guy who could just come out and, and be great. He's a pass catcher. He might get the entire workload. He's great. Another one, round seven, this feels like an absolute complete steal. feels ridiculous that this name is in round seven. The number one target for his team, nine straight years of more than a thousand yards receiving, and he all, almost always catches double-digit touchdowns. Mike Evans in round seven of your fantasy draft is a steal. Mike Evans has potential to be a wide receiver one to finish as the eighth overall or the ninth overall, or maybe even the fifth overall. Uh, the, there's a major quarterback downgrade for sure, and from Tom Brady to Baker, but also Tom Brady had a really bad year. It was probably one of the worst years of his career. They did not look good, but still Mike Evans went over a thousand yards and he had a fantastic year. I'm smashing Mike Evans. If I don't get Darren Waller, I'm getting Mike Evans in round seven. I love that pick. And another one I really like in round seven is Deontay Johnson, the number one target for Kenny Pickett in the Steelers offense round eight. Moving on. We're going to go Antonio Gibson, uh, Eric Bieniemy comes into the Redskins as the offensive coordinator, totally revamps that offense. And he says to Ron Rivera, essentially, he's like, hey, dude, um, you have a guy playing running back who used to play a wide receiver. Why are we not throwing him the ball more and letting him make plays? Uh, at least I hope that's what he's saying, because Antonio Gibson is a playmaker. He's a difference maker, and he should be a steal in round eight. Same team for the next one is Jahan Dotson. Uh, Second-year wide receiver for the Commanders. He's got Terry McLaurin on the other side, but, man, I I really, really think the Commanders are going to have a major upgrade. Like I said, Eric Bieniemy, former offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, coming over to the Commanders. Ron Rivera is a good – he's a good coach. Uh, They've had some bad seasons recently, but I think Sam Howell is the real deal. I think he's going to look great. I think Aaron Bieniemy is going to revitalize that offense. I think Jahan Dawson can be a wonderful, wonderful pick. Can finish as a wide receiver too, uh, at, probably at best. And another one, round eight, that I really love, another younger wide receiver, except this one is the first rookie wide receiver I'm willing to take in the draft this year in round eight is Quentin Johnston. Um, Quentin Johnston is a clone of Mike Williams, who he actually is going to replace on the Chargers offense. Mike Williams cannot stay healthy. But man, he's a stud. And I think Quentin Johnson, he is fast. He can catch the ball. He is a physical monster. And I think him and Justin Herbert are immediately going to have a connection. I'm willing to take Quentin Johnson as my first rookie wide receiver uh, in round eight. Uh, and then two quarterbacks I would target if you're looking for quarterback. Let's say you took a tight end early. Let's say you got a tight, let's say you got a Travis Kelsey or you got a uh, Mark Andrews in rounds two or three. Uh, I'm going to look at Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence if they fall to round eight. Their ADP right now is in round seven, but if they fall to round eight, I'm going to take Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence. I think these are two guys, especially Deshaun Watson, who finished as a top three quarterback back when he was playing significant time back with the Texans. I think he has the potential. He has the weapons in that offense to finish as a top five quarterback. And the same for Trevor Lawrence. He upgraded significantly last year. He looked great. And they should only just get better this year, adding Calvin Ridley. And let's say I actually took Calvin Ridley earlier. I'm looking to stack Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. I think that's another one of my favorite stacks this year is getting Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence um, on the same team. 
to Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence. ADP is in the seventh round, but if they fall to the eighth round, I'm going to take them in the eighth round. Round nine, the last of the mid-rounds, I would say, is Khalil Herbert, the starting running back for the Bears, or so we think. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, but I love Khalil Herbert in round nine. Uh, let's say you don't have a quarterback yet. I'm taking Anthony Richardson in round nine. Uh, it's a little bit of a reach, but I think Anthony Richardson is going to be a difference maker. He has Cam Newton 2.0. He's the most physical quarterback we've ever seen. And my goodness, every camp report has looked awesome. I have not seen a negative thing about Anthony Richardson once this offseason. He looks great. I'm trusting him as my as my starting quarterback throughout the whole year. He should run a ton. He should get rushing touchdown. He should throw the ball. I think he's going to be great. And he has weapons around him to help him succeed. And one of the best offensive lines in football. Zay Flowers is also a target in round nine. Rookie rookie wide receiver for the Ravens is another rookie wide receiver I'm willing to take. Uh, I think he could be the number one target. They've got OBJ and Rashad Bateman there. Uh, they also have Mark Andrews there, so he won't be the number one target. But he could be the number one wide receiver for the Ravens. And something that I haven't mentioned yet is that the Ravens have a new offensive coordinator as well. They have a new offensive coordinator that's going to throw the ball more, that's not going to run as much. Um, so I think Zay Flowers could be an awesome, awesome steal, could outperform that ADP. And then another one, Elijah Moore in round nine. Another one that's just is just more, more camp hype. Elijah Moore looks awesome. This guy was a second round pick when he came into the league a few years ago. And then they drafted Garrett Wilson and it kind of overshadowed Elijah Moore, but Elijah Moore is a talented football player and he got traded to the Browns and him and Amari Cooper on opposite sides of each other, that they should be very, very good. And I, I would draft Elijah Moore in round nine. And now we're getting into the late rounds, uh, round 10 through the end of your draft. Um, and like I said about rounds four through nine, these are going to rounds four through nine. That's where you find the real league winners. But believe it or not, you can you can find some in rounds ten through the end as well. You can find amazing amazing fantasy value uh, at the end of your draft. I would say going in to rounds ten through the end, you need to make sure that before you get to round ten, that you've at least taken a quarterback or a tight end. You do not want to take. You don't want to double up on the late quarterback and late tight end strategy. You can take one of those positions late, but I would not take both of them late. I would try your best to have at least one quarterback or a tight end before rounds 10 or 11. Um, don't draft both unless you get awesome value on someone. Like Let's say you got Mark Andrews at the end of the third, and then you also got Deshaun Watson in the eighth or Trevor Lawrence in the eighth, or you even got Justin Fields or Justin Herbert in round three or five. Or let's say you got Darren Waller in round seven and Justin Fields and Justin Herbert. Um, only, only, only take a quarterback and a tight end before round 10. If you're getting really good value and guys are falling from where their average draft position is at round 10 through 11, uh, let's say I've got a tight end already in round 10 to 11. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers and Geno Smith as my starting quarterbacks. I think they're the last two guys that really have a chance to, you know, be difference makers for your team that you don't have to worry about streaming a quarterback every single week, looking on the waiver wire every single week for a quarterback to start each week. I think Aaron Rodgers and Geno Smith are the last two guys that really you can start every single week and not have to worry about them, uh, especially Aaron Rodgers. He's he had a bad season last year, but we we forget that two years ago he won the MVP of the NFL and he had he was an awesome fantasy addition. Uh, he's going to a new team with new weapons. And if you watch Hard Knocks like me, 
oh man, it is hard not to love Aaron Rodgers. He has totally repaired his image. He looks great. He looks happy. He looks like he's having fun. And I really believe that's going to help him have a great fantasy year and just a great football year in general. And Geno Smith, we, we forget, Geno Smith was the number five fantasy quarterback last year. Geno Smith was the number five fantasy quarterback last year. He has weapons and they added another one who he might be a little unhealthy for a while, taking a while to get back to 100%. But Geno Smith has weapons and Geno Smith should be good again. If I've already got a quarterback in rounds 10, 11, um, I'm taking these three tight ends. These are my three favorite tight ends. Number one is Dalton Kincaid, rookie tight end uh, for the Buffalo Bills. And listen, rookie tight ends throughout the history of fantasy football, it is a bad pick. It is a bad pick to take a rookie tight end uh, because they don't do anything. And usually it takes three to four years for tight ends to really develop and become something. But Dalton Kincaid is a different beast. Every clip I've seen of him in camp, he is not blocking. He is lining up as a wide receiver for Josh Allen, the one of the top two, top three best quarterbacks in the NFL. This guy was drafted as a tight end, but he is making physical wide receiver plays, and they're lining him up like that. He is getting all the work with the first string players, and he should be their day one starter, and he will be a receiving tight end. Dalton Kincaid. I'm saying this and I, I, because I have him in way too many leagues already, <clears throat> but I love Dalton Kincaid. I think he has potential to be the next Travis Kelsey. Uh, I think he has potential to finish as a top five tight end this year. Um, but it is a risky pick. But like I was saying, you got to take shots. You got to call your shot. You got to be risky. And I think Dalton Kincaid is a really risky pick. But if it pays off, man, getting a tight end that good in rounds 10, 11, 12, Whew, that's a difference maker that'll help you get in a winning position in your league. Another one, Cole Komet. He got paid $50 million this offseason. Ask, ask me why. I have no idea. He's looked good in spurts, but teams don't pay tight ends that much money unless they're going to use them. Cole Komet, starting tight end for the Chicago Bears. Let's say you got Justin Fields earlier. Might be great to stack Justin Fields with Cole Komet. Cole Komet's a great target in rounds 10 and 11. And then the last one, another one of my favorites, uh, Chigazim Okonkwo, or as we like to just call him Chig. Uh, Chig Okonkwo for the Tennessee Titans. He flashed last year of showing his physical, physical ability to make plays on the ball, to break tackles, to run after catching the ball. He does not just go down when he catches it. He is not easy to tackle. He's a beast of a man, and he should be pretty good this year for the Titans. In the last rounds of your draft, I'm not going to go through round by round, but here's just a list of guys um, that I'm, if, if I'm you, I'm taking shots on these guys who could have a chance. Um, here's my favorite dart throws. Uh, Roshan Johnson, rookie running back for the Bears. Devon Achain, rookie running back for the Dolphins. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. Scott Moore, wide receiver for the Chiefs. Jalen Warren, backup running back to Najee Harris, who's looked really great in camp. Uh, Romeo Dobbs. Uh, second-year wide receiver for the Packers. Jonathan Mingo, uh, rookie wide receiver for the Panthers. Michael Gallup, one of my favorite fantasy players of all time who has never done anything for me. But I think, again, I'm going to put him in this list because I believe in his ability. And there's not a lot of other targets in that offense outside of C.D. Lamb. So Michael Gallup, Tajay Spears, rookie running back for the Titans behind Derrick Henry. D.J. Chark, he's got a hamstring injury right now, but if that's just very minor. He's 26 years old. He's finished as a top-five 
wide receiver before in his career, and he's a good wide receiver for DJ Chark for the Panthers, Kenneth Gainwell, running back for the Eagles, Van Jefferson, the number two target for Matt Stafford behind Cooper Cup, and then Isaiah Hodgins, wide receiver for the Giants, who last year to end the season, pretty sure was on pace uh, through the last five weeks of the season as finishing as the wide receiver one. He looks great. He's catching touchdowns. He's catching the ball a ton. Those are my late round targets that I'm taking dart throws on at the end of my draft. Um, and again, like I said a lot throughout this episode, you have to be willing to call your shot on players that you believe. You have to take some risks. If you only just take safe plays the entire draft, I would be willing to bet you are not going to make it to your championship. You've got to take some risks. Take, call your shot on players that you believe. And all these guys that I've listed are people that I believe have good seasons. There's also some guys I'm not touching at all. Um, truthfully, it's not a ton of guys com- compared to all the amount of people I just listed, but there's some guys I'm not touching at all. And a little brief description for each of them. Uh, they either scare me a ton, or I think they're being drafted well ahead of where they're going to finish this offseason. Number one, Austin Eckler. They got a new offensive coordinator, new offensive system. He's being drafted in a spot where if he does not finish as a top three running back, it's not going to be a successful pick. He has to finish his running back three or better. He certainly can, but that's just too risky. I think it's too expensive of a pick. Jonathan Taylor, uh, the whole contract thing is terrifying to me. Uh, I also think the addition of Anthony Richardson is going to cap his touchdown volume this year. Uh, Anthony Richardson is going to quarterback sneak it into the end zone a ton, and he's not going to check it down to running backs a lot because rookie quarterbacks don't do that. DeAndre Hopkins, he's old. He's got a new team that has run first. You're paying up for the name value. And he probably won't finish close to where he's being drafted. Kenneth Walker, uh, they added a day two running back um, at the draft. And Zach Charbonnet and Pete Carroll's notorious for always changing running backs on a whim. I can probably name 10 running backs off the top of my head that he's had in the past five years that have all been fantasy relevant. Kenneth Walker, I'm not drafting him. Another running back, DeAndre Swift. There's too many mouths to feed in that running back room. Um, his touchdown volume, he he's going to hardly score any touchdowns. He's not going to catch a ton of passes because they have Kenneth Gainwell who does that. Uh, he's going to, he's just not a good pick. I really believe he's going to be a bad pick this year. Wide receiver, Mike Williams. This man can never stay healthy. And Quentin Johnston, the rookie, he's younger, he's healthier. And I would argue probably a better version of Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams gets phased out this year. Drake London, second year rookie for Atlanta. Uh, this one could end up being okay. Uh, but Atlanta runs the ball more than anybody else in the league. And like I said, he could be okay. I just don't want to take that risk. I'd rather take other people where he's going. Uh, another one, Marquise Brown. Uh, if you have not seen the video of him doing one-on-one drills and training camp at a joint practice, uh, he looks bad. Um, plus on top of that, the Cardinals are going to be very bad and probably have the first pick overall next year. Uh, I'm not touching Marquise Brown, TJ Hawkinson, tight end. Uh, there's, there's too many weapons. Uh, Justin Jefferson's the best wide receiver in the league. He's going to see probably 200 targets or more. They added another wide receiver. KJ Osborne is a very capable wide receiver three. I just don't think TJ Hawkinson, uh, you're, you, you're going to have to draft him at a spot where if he doesn't finish there, it's going to be a major, major loss to your roster. And it's going to hurt you more than it's going to help you. And then the last one might be a shock to some people. It's a hot name. Patrick Mahomes. He is fantastic. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, but if you draft Patrick Mahomes where he is going, which is the end of the first round, early second round, for that pick to be worth it, he has to finish as the number one quarterback on the year. And he can. He absolutely can. 
But there's three to five other guys who can too. It's just a risk. It's a price I'm not willing to pay. I'd rather have a better running back, better wide receiver than a onesie position Patrick Mahomes when I can get somebody later who might finish better than than Patrick Mahomes is. And here's just the final things to consider um, as you head into your draft this weekend or next weekend. Um, Baltimore wide receivers, try to leave your draft with at least one of those Baltimore wide receivers. Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman. I really think one of them is going to end up having a massive value this year. Uh, one of them is going to have a great year and be a massive value. Take your shot on one of them. Whichever one you're most compelled to take, I would take one of them. Number two, the Chicago backfield. Uh, Khalil Herbert is definitely has the best chance to be the main running back for them. But there's a world where rookie running back Roshan Johnson or even Deonta Foreman uh, take the job from Khalil Herbert. I think it is up in the air more than people are willing to admit. Uh, I would target one of those three guys, but I, I would say Khalil Herbert is probably my first target. But if I don't get stuck with Herbert, I'm taking – not stuck with Herbert. If I don't take Herbert, I'm taking a shot on Roshan later in the draft too because I think that he has a chance to to get some significant playing time in that Chicago backfield. Um, having a top three finisher at quarterback or tight end increases your odds of winning the championship. That That's just fact. If you have a top three quarterback or a top three tight end, or if you have both, you, you're, you're going to increase your odds of going to the championship so, so, so much. They're onesie positions. And having a difference maker to onesie position is all the world. My favorite combo this year for an early round tight end and a late round quarterback is to take Mark Andrews in the third round and then take Anthony Richardson in the ninth. I think Anthony Richardson can finish as a top five quarterback with his rushing ability. And I think Mark Andrews could, could outpace Travis Kelsey this year. Another tip, and this was just kind of a general is your, your draft is not going to go according to plan. Someone is going to snipe you right before your pick. You have the ninth pick. Your buddy has the eighth pick. You're going, they're going to take the person that you want right before you can. You're just going to have to be willing to adjust your plan on the fly. Just stay calm and look for value. Look for people that are falling farther back from their average draft position or take a shot on someone you believe in. Not very often is trying to play it safe going to help you out. Take your shot or look for value. Then the last tip I'm going to give is if you're at the turn of the round, let's say you have pick 10, 11, or 12, or 1, 2, or 3, you're at the turns of the round. Don't be afraid to reach for someone that you believe in. Don't be crazy and don't reach super, super far, but don't be afraid to reach for someone who's not going to make it back to you in your next round. So let's say you have the 4-10 and then you come back with the 5-3, your next pick is not going to be until the 6-10. That is a long time to wait. At that 5-3 spot, don't be afraid to reach for somebody that you believe in, who you want desperately, who maybe you're even a fan of, because it's also really important to note that we also are all fans of NFL teams. We like players for a reason, because they play for our team or because they played for the college that we root for. Don't be afraid to take people that you like. Um it's a game. It's fun. It's all in good fun. Don't be afraid to reach for someone who's not going to be able to make it back to you. That's all I've got for you guys for episode one. Let's end this episode with a question from Instagram. And the question says, who taught you how to play fantasy football and who has more championships than you do? And the answer to this question is also the person that asked this question. And that would be my dad. 
So shout out to my wonderful father who got me addicted to this really, really dumb, but wonderful game when I was eight years old. Love you, dad. Thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the noblest bear and follow the podcast on Spotify. Hit the bell for notification when new episodes drop. Best of luck to all of you guys in your drafts this weekend.